from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Hello and good morning to Live from America. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. And today is the beginning of the end for lies, cheating, evil, destruction, deceit, all of it. Now, I'm not promising anything's going to happen at the end of this. I said this is the beginning. This is the beginning. The state legislators doing their job, Mike Lindell doing his job, and all of us patriotic, God-fearing, God-loving Americans doing our job. So welcome to Live from America. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. We already have thousands of people in the chat rooms on social media already. People are ready for what's going on. They're ready to fight. They're ready to stand up. Courage is contagious. The Live from America family has never been so big, bold, strong, and determined. And folks, it's just a matter of time before we truly make America great again we are live on rumble and youtube if you're on social media you can also listen to the podcast on iHeartRadio, radio.com tune in.com and um, many many others you can go to jeremyharrell.com as well and get a number of different ways to watch the show also ladies and gentlemen i do share the show to telegram getter uh cloud hub and many others and if you're watching on digital TV, you can watch the show live on Roku or Fire Stick by typing in LFA TV. LFA TV and uh, download the channel and watch it there. Um, yes, yes, yes. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that uh, here in a little bit about the hack that just happened with Mike Lindell. Uh, but let's go to social media quickly. Say hello to some people. Give some shout outs. Please, ladies and gentlemen, share. Share, share. I know a lot of people are watching the symposium right now, and we're going to go in and out of the symposium uh, when they're when they're doing something, um, you know, very interesting. It should be all of it, um, but it looks like they're going to have a prayer and say the pledge of allegiance uh, and do all of that first, and that's what we that's what we should be doing before events. But let's just go quickly to say say hello to some folks. Please share to everybody you, you can, folks. Just take that time. I know you don't want to do it, but it is it is that easy. Uh, let's see. Lauren Cole is watching. Thank you, Laura. Alexa, fifty-six. God bless you. Thank you. Re- exactly. Mike Lindell has the armor of God. Yes, he does. Uh, Miss Renegade is watching, and we know that uh, Corn Pop is here. Francis Back uh, from Fort Worth, Texas. Patriot Graham One can't get on Frank's speech. Not working. That's okay. We're going to show some here, and you can go to Real America's Voice News. They're covering the whole thing. You should be on Real America's Voice News anyway, because it's one of the only ones out there. One of few that are really out there for you. Um, let's see, who else we got here? RMA Apparel is in the building. How you doing? Uh, let's see, Rival Designs is here. Yoder5 says good morning. Blessings to everyone. Loretta. And let's shoot over real quick to tell uh, to uh, YouTube. Eric Falkenberry. Erica Falkenberry, God bless you, from West Palm Beach, Florida. Kelly Bruno is watching. Linda Zollinger is watching. 
Thank you very much, Linda. Brett Bracken from the great state of Tennessee, folks. Angela Baker is watching on YouTube. And uh, Jim Miller-Schultz is also watching over on YouTube right now, folks. Again, please share the video. We are going to go quickly to uh, to the symposium real quick before we get started because I think they're doing the Pledge of Allegiance now and I want to make sure that we're part of that. At the twilight's last gleaming Anthem. Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the Parts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the gentlemen yes 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 all right we're gonna we're gonna transition out of that for a minute because we do have a show to run i, I am monitoring everything <laughs> as hard as it is to do the show and monitor six different screens at once uh i now have that to deal with so please bear with me today ladies and gentlemen i will bring you in and out of the symposium as we take our little uh commercial breaks but before we do i do want to uh, thank uh, the following folks, Deborah Cody. God bless you, Deborah. I got your letter in the mail and your donation. I want to say thank you, uh, Jonita Alba, who is the mother of Kara Alba, who who runs Rival Design. She also sent a letter and a, and a donation. So thank you, Jonita, and thank your daughter as well. Barbara King sent a letter and a donation, and of course, Cindy Cagle sent these wonderful, awesome, awesome pens. She makes pens and tumblers. Check this out. Live from America. What a great pen, huh? She got that awesome pen, and she's also got another one that says uh, Trump on it. And uh, her business, just in case you want your own Trump and Live from America pen, is uh, under Cindy Cagle, C-A-G-L-E dot com, the Cagle Collection. So, thank you all so very much. Um, I do want to say a prayer uh, for Mike Lindell as he gets ready to be the tip of the spear for all of us, ladies and gentlemen. As he is the tip of the spear in the air game, you know what I mean? There's also a tip of the spear in the ground game, which is the state legislators, uh, state, le state legislatures, but we're all in it together. We're, we're fighting with them all. I mean, we are the troops, right? So let's please quick say a prayer for Mike Lindell. Uh, Lord and Heavenly Father, in Jesus' holy name, Lord, we pray to have an armor of God placed around Mike Lindell and the people that he is working with in order to bring truth, justice, integrity, honor, 
and 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 just America back, ladies and gentlemen. Lord, Lord and Heavenly Father, we, we, we thank you for this opportunity to be able to fight and be soldiers of God with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ like Mike Lindell. Lord, we ask that you protect his event. We ask that you protect his symposium in order to get the truth out to the people so that we can have a true revival in this country and make this country great again. Because without America, we cannot help the rest of the world. And we cannot continue to spread the gospel if this country falls. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ooh, there's a lot going on today, folks. There is a lot going on today. I want to, um, I want to get right to the verse of the day while we have the Lord in our minds. And here's another thing that I heard this morning, folks. I know that we all say that we love God. I know that when you pray, you, you, you love God and you'd even tell God that you love Him. But do you ever add the word to T-O-O, start adding the word to, like, I love you too, God, because the Bible says that God loved us first, so it's only grammatically correct for us to say, I love you too. And having said that, let's get to the verse of the day, folks. The verse of the day today is going to come from Psalm 56.3, and it says this, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. And I titled this newsletter, In Times of Fear, We Must Fight. In Times of Fear, We Must Fight. And again, verse of the day, Psalm 56.3 says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. So what is King David saying here? It's, it's key to notice that David does not say that he does not get afraid or does not get anxious. He says, When I am afraid, I counterpunch with my faith. That's what he's saying. He's essentially saying that when he gets attacked, he fights back. He trusts in God's promise to him to be faithful and merciful. Imagine the life of David. Imagine the stress. Imagine the pressure, the anxiety, the responsibility, and the obligations to be King David. To be anointed by God as the king of the land. And to be a leader for the Jews in a very rough time. I can imagine that the fears he experienced were far more intense than most of us. However, his faith in God is what kept him alive. His faith and trust in the Lord is why we know his name today. His faith in God allowed him to destroy the largest soldier of those times. Imagine the fear you and I would have facing such a menacing killer as Goliath. David had no fear, saying that Goliath was not bigger than his God. David put on the full armor of God and changed the course of history because of his trust and his faith. We are facing some pretty scary times right now. Fear and anxiety are natural feelings when the world is upside down and there doesn't seem to be a path to victory. But there is. There's a very narrow path to victory that not everyone will find. The great thing is that you have already found it. Now it's time to trust where that path will take you and put one foot in front of the other, trusting fully in Jesus Christ. That is how we win battles. That is how we win battles for our lives and our children's lives. That is how we win this fight to change America into a godless land. That's what the fight is. They're trying to change this country into a godless land. And that's our fight. We're on the winning side, and remember, you can't beat God. So instead of worrying yourself into anxiety, just trust in God, and don't be afraid to fight for Him. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo! Imagine the fear and anxiety. So right now on the Cyber Symposium, they're just showing past stuff that they pulled from Mike Lindell's uh, previous two movies. So I'm, I am monitoring that, and I will keep you guys up to date what's going on. But again, when we are afraid, when fear sets in, the only way to fight back is fight back through trust and faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Trust God, and you will be fine, I promise you. Now for the Lord's Prayer, ladies and gentlemen, because there can't be enough prayer to start this show off today. Please share the video. Get it out there. Remove your caps. Put your coffee down. And let's all pray. Because God knows we need to. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Woo! Okay, folks, we got a lot to get to. We got people saying that they're buying stuff from Mike Lindell today using the LFA promo code. I want to thank you, and it's a very, very important that we prop Mike Lindell up now more than ever. Before we get started, I do want to say that his symposium has already been attacked, and it's been attacked by people that you have to be either be in the government or you have to be you know, high up the list in hackers to be able to stop what Mike Lindell had set up today. Had hair on my face there, okay? And he's already being attacked. And Dominion chose today to put out two new lawsuits. The two new lawsuits are on Newsmax and OAN. Brand new lawsuits, and they chose today. Why did they choose today? Because it's in perfect tandem with whoever's trying to shut down Frank Speech and Lindell TV. Whoever's trying to shut down this message, i.e. more than likely the government, is trying to shut down this message, then you know that Dominion is working with them. Because this is Dominion's, one of Dominion's last-ditch efforts. One of, his, one of their last-ditch efforts to try to stop the word from getting out. From trying to scare people into submission. But we're not going to take it anymore. We are not going to take it anymore. We are not going to be fearful anymore. We have God behind us. We have God with us. We have God in us, and we have God in front of us. And if, you, if we have God, if God is with us, then who can be against us, ladies and gentlemen? And I want to give OAN and Newsmax a shout-out right now for being there with Real America's Voice News, not being afraid of these, uh, these fake, phony, uh, lying uh, lawsuits that these, the Dominion is putting on them just to shut them up. God be with these people, and let's continue this fight. First and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to come off the symposium for a second. We're going to take it away from election fraud for a second because we need to go back and we need to highlight the amazing fraud that, again, is happening on us to take our freedoms away from us. They already took the election from us. Now they're taking our freedoms, and they're doing that under the guise of COVID. I will not stop beating this dead horse. Why? Because it's not dead. Sorry, PETA, I don't mean to beat horses, but normal people understand what I mean there. Normal people aren't getting their, their, their underwear in a bunch because they understand what I mean there. Until that horse is dead, I will not stop beating it. I will not stop beating it. So let's just go right to it. Wake up, America. It is time to wake up. There has never been a time like right now in this country for all of us to wake up and understand the massive amount of fraud 
and the massive amount of intrusions that this government is doing to us. This government is exactly why America was created. This government, this kind of government that we have in our country right now is exactly why 1776 happened in the first place. For crying out loud, we went to war over a 3% tax on tea. Not really, but you get my point there. And now we're taxed to death, our freedoms are taken, we can't do anything, and the government says, how dare you be anti-government? No, 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 no. That's the where they're wrong. We're not anti-government. We're anti-big government. We are anti-big government. We are anti-kings and queens and dictators and rulers. And that is what our country has become. All of this stops when we say it stops. All of it stops when we all stop allowing what they're doing to happen. So a lot of regular, everyday people like myself have a question. Well, how in the heck are we going to do that? How are we just going to just magically get it all to stop? Well, it doesn't happen magically. And it doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't happen at the flick of a light switch. I'll tell you how it happens. And we're in the middle of doing it right now. The first way it happens is boycott until you lead them to bankruptcy. And who am I talking about? Every single company that complies with or participates in this non-science-based lie just to appease the federal government, just to make the federal government happy and enter into a partnership with these folks so they can get relief money, COVID money, and told that they're doing a good job by Psychogen Saki. Bankrupt them and boycott them into bankruptcy. That's how you do it. It doesn't really take that long when millions and millions and millions of people collectively do it at the same exact time. That's what we need to do. As much as it takes away from our everyday lives, that's one way to do it. Also, just say no. Understand that there will be consequences for your actions. Understand that there will be ramifications for your decisions. But what do you value more? When I say just say no, what am I talking about? I'm talking about masks. I'm talking about vaccines. I'm talking about six feet distancing. I'm talking about anything that goes against the Constitution that gives you, by God, the freedom of pursuit of happiness and freedom of movement and every other thing. Freedom to choose. Freedom to be free. What do you value more? Your job, your career, your life, your freedom. Which one? You have to choose. I value my life and my freedom far more than I value my job or my career. Is it going to cripple me financially? In some cases, yes, it would. And I know it's easier for me to say because I'm right now living off of people who, who subscribe or donate to the show. And, but I've, I, my whole life I've had regular jobs where I'm working a 9 to 5 for a company. Right now I just work for you. So it's a little different and I get it. Some people say, well, it's easy for you to say, you, you know, you, you're doing this. But, it's, it, but it, the, the message still doesn't go away. What do you value the most? Your job or your freedom? We can say no to every store we walk into. If they kick us out, make them kick you out. Make them make a, a, a scene out of it. Record the whole thing. Put them on blast and take your money to another store. If a school says, you know what, your children are going to have to come masked, sorry, nothing we can do about it, okay, good, then I'm going to do whatever I can to homeschool or put them in a private school or put them in a Christian school. If I have to get grants, I'll get grants. If I have to get loans, I'll get loans. If I have to work a third job to make sure that my kids are not treated like this, then that is what I will do. There needs to be a massive sacrifice right now. God demands it because of the way this country has become. He demands it from you, me, and everybody. 
sacrifice for your freedom. Our military does, and look what's happening to them. Get the shot, period, done. We have to stand up, folks. There's many ways to do it, but those are a couple of the ways that we can do it. The more people that get fired for standing up for their freedoms, the more it's going to hurt those businesses as well. Why? Because they're firing people that they've already invested in. They're firing people that they've already paid to learn a skill. They're firing somebody that already knows the job inside and out. And who are they going to hire in their place? Absolutely nobody. Want to know how I know? Because most businesses can't hire somebody right now. Most businesses are, having, are giving thousands and thousands of dollars for sign-up bonuses, for incentives, and they still can't hire people. Why? Because we're living in a world where Biden administration has figured out a way to start socialism, and the youth love it. You think they're trying to go get a job? No. So if your job forces you to do something, you say no. Then they say, well, we're going to fire you. Let them. Remind them. Okay, go ahead and fire me. Go ahead and fire me. We'll make a big stink out of it. We'll put you on blast. If I have to get an attorney, I will. But at the very least, you're going to have to spend more money to hire somebody that's probably not going to stay long term anyways. There are ways. There are ways. Do not let people make you believe that there's not a way that you can fight. Okay? If you're a 75-year-old person at home right now, which I know there's many of you that are, that are watching this right now, and you say, I just can't do anything. I can't physically do something. I can't monetarily do something. I can't go to these rallies. I That's what, they're making you think that you don't have a fighting chance, and you do. Even if your fighting chance is praying to God and, and boycotting, then that is a fighting chance, and that is contributing to everybody's fight to take this country back, to take these morals back, to take our freedoms back and to give all glory to God. I'm going to take a quick break here. I'm going to jump over to the symposium, let you guys watch what's going on there. I'm going to regroup, and we're going to come back, and I'm going to show you a couple videos of what I mean on what our government is doing to us and why we need to fight back. Be back with more Live from America right after this. Officially even went so far as to say, and I quote, if I could communicate one thing to the American people from this unique vantage point, it is that the People's Republic of China poses the greatest threat to democracy and freedom worldwide since World War II. While we were sleeping, their poisonous seeds planted long ago have taken root and are now in full bloom within U.S. soil. The Chinese government and their operatives are buying up the United States at an alarming rate. Through cover organizations and individuals, they're purchasing American farms and businesses in mass volume. In addition, the CCP has co-opted the U.S. entertainment industry. Chinese firms own several major U.S. entertainment companies and control more than 8,000 American theater screens. Hollywood movie scripts are often reviewed and censored if they pose any threat to the image of the Chinese Communist Party. And many professional sports teams and players are controlled in great part by the CCP. The pandemic sped up a trend that was already years in the making, and it's brought about another change. The Chinese government's growing influence over the content of these films. That has people worried, including members of Congress, as they point to a growing list of examples of Hollywood seemingly bending to China's will. Now, here's a case in point. If you're a Hollywood actor, whatever you do, don't call Taiwan a country. Here's WWE star John Cena apologizing for doing just that. This was pathetic. 
Alright folks, back with more live from America here. I wanted to just check in on Mike Lindell's symposium, see what was going on. A lot of this footage we've already seen. This is kind of a catch-me-up to what Mike Lindell's going to be doing over the next few days. I will keep going in and out as I see something happening. But yes, what you just saw during that break, Ni Hao Tim Bao was John Cena apologizing to the CCP in Chinese. So that his movie would do better. Yep, the all-American, you can't see me, John Cena, bowing down to the CCP. Now that's a couple months old, or you know, a month and a half old right now, but, but, but this is what Mike Lindell's doing. He's catching the world up on what has actually happened. So nothing major happening there yet. We'll get back to it in a little bit. And as a matter of fact, we might as well go ahead right now and give away the Smarty Award of the day. So let's cue that drum roll music, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, the Smarty Award here on August 10th. 2021. It's going to go to Mike Lindell himself. Mike Lindell himself, because it can't just take money and determination to do what he's doing. It can't just take courage and and and, and dedication to do what he's doing. It has to take intelligence. And from what Steve Bannon says, Mike Lindell is like a math whiz he knows numbers he can quote he can give you numbers from the my pillow business from day one exactly what they did percentages of profits percentages of growth he can tell you when they had what quarter they had the best quarters what quarters they've had the worst quarters he can give you margins of uh, of deficits and market margins of profits the, the guy is an intelligent guy don't don't let the the fake news media tell you because he's an ex-crackhead he's not a genius okay don't let them tell you that because the guy is truly a smart, smart individual. So I wanted to make sure that we gave Mike Lindell the Smarty Award of the Day. And all of you a Smarty, too, for helping him financially. Not only helping him, but the 2,500 to 3,000 people that he employs and the idea of America. Because that's what you're really doing. You're funding somebody who's fighting for the idea of America, which is freedom given to us by God. That's what you're fighting for. Now, I told you I was going to play you a couple videos that really, really hit home when it came to Wake Up America. And that's what this whole beginning part of this show is about. Wake Up America. What is our government doing to us? So I want to play you a series of videos here, a couple minutes long a piece, and I want to get your thoughts on them. And after I play the videos, I'll, I'll read through some of the comment section, or maybe while I'm playing the videos, and I'll see what your thoughts are on these. Check these out. I'm the developer of Linguistic Genomics, which was the first platform on which you could determine the intent of communication rather than the literal artifact of communication. But we've also used that technology for a number of other applications in defense and intelligence and finance. And most notably, in the early 2000s, my company was responsible for bringing down what was, at the time, one of the largest tax frauds in U.S. history. We maintained a series of inquiries into every individual, every organization, and every company that is involved in anything that either blurs the line of biological and chemical weapons or crosses that line in any of 168 countries. In 1999, there were a million patents digitized by IBM. 
And those million patents were the first time human innovation had been put into an electronic digital searchable format. We took that information and we did a very simple exercise using our linguistic genomics technology. I made the horrific assessment that approximately one third of all patents filed in the United States were functional forgeries, meaning that while they had linguistic variations, they actually covered the same subject matter. In 1999, patents on coronavirus started showing up. And thus began the rabbit trail. March 2003, panic grips Hong Kong as a deadly new virus sweeps through the city. In 2003, the Center for Disease Control saw the possibility of a gold strike. And that was the coronavirus outbreak that happened in Asia. They saw that a virus they knew could be easily manipulated was something that was very valuable. And in 2003, they sought to patent it. And they made sure that they controlled the proprietary rights to the disease, to the virus, and to its detection, and all of the measurement of it. 18 years ago. We know that Anthony Fauci, that Ralph Barrick, that the Center for Disease Control, and the laundry list of people who wanted to take credit for inventing coronavirus were at the hub of this story. From 2003 to 2018, they controlled 100% of the cash flow that built the empire around the industrial complex of coronavirus. The World Health Organization has officially named the, the novel coronavirus, coronavirus the novel sweeping coronavirus the country outbreak. Outbreak. Coronavirus the world health the coronavirus is a pandemic, an international public health pandemic. emergency. Well, we know that the coronavirus manipulation started with Dr. Ralph Barrick in 1999. The major characteristics of SARS, MERT. Okay, so I want to stop this for a minute. I want to stop this for a minute. I want to get your thoughts. There's another part to this video. But what you're watching right now, ladies and gentlemen, is them describing to you, the people that are close to this, the people that have been close to this for 20 years, they're describing to you how the coronavirus was patented, built, made, used, all with who? Tony, the rat face Fauci, and he mentioned some other people in there. This is our government. So when the government says, oh, coronavirus came from China, and China says, no, coronavirus came from the United States of America, neither of them were really wrong. Neither of them were really wrong. Well, Hold on a minute. So, researchers in Britain. So, let me go back to this. I want to show you the next, the next part. Now, check this out. And in 2013, the NIH said gain of function research on coronavirus should be suspended. The National Institutes of Health had a moral and social and potentially legal reason to object to research. But the letters that were sent to the researchers essentially said, you are receiving notice that we're telling you to stop. And now on the bottom of the page, we're going to clarify what stop means. Keep going. But when the heat gets hot in 2014 and 15, mm -hmm. what do you do? You offshore the research. You fund the Wuhan Institute of Virology 
to do the stuff that sounds like it's getting a little edgy Boom. with respect to its morality and legality. But do you do it straightway? No. You run the money through a series of cover organizations to make it look like you're funding a U.S. operation, which then subcontracts with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The U.S. could say, China did it. China could say, the U.S. did it. And the cool thing is, both of them are almost telling the truth. See that? into its origins, U.S. intelligence officials tell NBC News that they are examining whether the virus accidentally came from a Chinese lab. Chinese officials pushing back against that claim on Thursday, tweeting that it might be the U.S. Army who brought the epidemic to Wuhan. I was the first person in the world to look at an epidemic and study its characteristics and prove that it was due to biological warfare and was not a natural occurrence. So I published that 28 years ago. Early in this pandemic, I did not think the coronavirus was a natural occurrence from bats. I feel quite convinced that this was a laboratory-designed organism. There have been hundreds and hundreds of leaks from high-containment laboratories that do research on pathogenic coronaviruses and other potentially lethal organisms. I was particularly interested in a paper that came out in Nature Medicine by five scientists claiming it was definitely a natural occurrence rather than a lab construct. So the point of me showing this, folks, is because we need to continue to hold the foot on the throttle of the coronavirus, the origins of it, who was involved, deep state America, Chinese CCP, labs in both countries working together to be able to have a bioweapon that they could use on their people in China and that they could use on the people in the United States and eventually use on the people of the world to conduct what they needed to do to get to that whole, quote, new world order that we all talk about. This is, this is not uh, a conspiracy theory. And the more that we show this stuff and keep our foot on this throttle the better it's going to be for when President Trump gets back to the White House and he can really start prosecuting and putting these people in prison. Why did President Trump not know this? Don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe this is President Trump letting them, giving them enough rope to hang themselves. I don't know. The point of the, the fact of the matter is my job and other people's jobs that do this are to continue to keep the foot on this COVID stuff because COVID is their is their champion right now. COVID is their champion to do anything they want. It is their pass. It is their uh, uh, it is their their weapon on all of us. Because without that, everything else is exposed and goes down and goes down. The everyday average person, the people in the middle, and the people on the left do not hear this. They don't know this. So we got a hammer at home. That's why I show this. That's why I show this. So let's take a quick break. Let's go over to Frank's speech real quick. Or actually, we're going to go to Real America's Voice News. We're going to go to the war room right now and check in on Mike Lindell's symposium. And we will be right back after this. Both of them, they wouldn't let him run it because it was too good. And when it was too, too, too truthful. And that's sad. And that's what my appeal is. And we're going to hit the, we're going to hit because the media and the cover up. And I'm talking about Facebook. You know, you work for Facebook. Lead Stories is here. You're the fact checker. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on all the journalists that are, you know, that are out there that, that are just sitting there going, 
you know what? It's my job. No, you're destroying it because you're. this is the big cover-up. This is the cover-up. you just seen everything in that thing is, what do you say, a year of research, about 12, 15, all these guys, you know, full-time. These dudes, what these guys do. They did such a deep dive and, and just went in and found all this out. You know, and that goes, it goes deeper. You start talking, you know, when I spent my money on investigations, millions upon millions of dollars now in the last months, seven months, it's like a blur. But all the money spent investigating, I would get so far and then I'd be attacked. They hire bots and trolls and they attack retailers and they attack this. These are enemy of the people and the media, if they don't change, they're the enemy of the people. They are the enemy. They're the ones that stop this and they change the narrative. There's the truth just got put on there. That's why you've got to get that video out far and wide. This is disgusting what they're doing. These are these are guys that live the American dream. We're not talking about parties here either, everybody. We're talking about covering up for China, the greatest the greatest crime in history. Do you see it in that movie? I caught that right away. It should be by th- uh, 2035. But you know how you get it faster? You know how you take it faster? You take an election. Because then you got everything. You can decide everything you want to do. Amen. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Take a shot. Make you take a shot. They can make you do anything. You can. They're going to make you do anything. And it starts. They took away. You take The first thing they do, you take away our freedom of speech. We just talked about they this. They almost won. Just- they almost had it gone. You go back to January, January 9th, when I got there and started raising my hand. Everybody else was living in fear. Oh, we can't do this. Dominion will sue. We can't do this. You know, I got to stay low. They're saying everybody's bad. Everybody's bad. You did this. You talk about you talk about the election and you're taking away your livelihood on Vimeo. And- All right, back with more Live from America, folks. I just wanted to check in, see what was going on there on the Cyber Symposium with Mike Lindell. And he was just talking about the very same thing I was talking about. Once they took the election, they can do anything they want. That's why they had to take the election first. That's why they had to get rid of President Trump. That's why they needed to be in power to continue the COVID, to continue to grant, get, give themselves more emergency powers, to continue to shift wealth, to continue to shift freedoms. The whole, th- All of it is tied together. Every bit of it is tied together. So until we come out with what happened in November 3rd and fix it so that it doesn't happen again, we're going to continue to face this. But... Why? How do we fix it? We do exactly what we're doing now, and it gets more intense, and it gets more intense, and weeks go by, and every week it gets more intense until they can't fight us anymore. I know you want things fixed today. It's not going to happen. Somebody said, "Sorry, guys." I saw in the in the comments. Somebody said, "Sorry, guys." I don't. Uh, President Trump isn't coming back anytime soon, regardless of when President Trump is coming back. He will be back, whether it's now or whether it's 2024. He will be back. Because they're not going to be able to steal the swing states like they did this time. Never going to happen. It's never going to happen again. Too many people are keen to it. So what they were hoping was they could get in power now, continue to use COVID as their weapon, and then federalize the elections. Not going to happen. That was their hope. That was their hope. Cross those bridges when we come to them. Here's our strategy. Here's our plan. Not going to happen. Okay? So let's go ahead and give the first Dumb Dumb Award of the day. And we're going to give the first Dumb Dumb Award of the day to Joe Scarborough, the morning Joe, and the rest of the dummy Democrats out there who are constantly hijacking situations that they cause and then pointing the fingers at other people, which is what they're best at doing. (laughs) 
Okay? I'm going to go to a video right now that shows Joe Scarborough from Morning Joe, who is definitely a liberal. Okay? We're going to go and we're going to um, see where I got this. Okay, it's right here. This is another example of them hijacking a situation that they caused and then pointing the finger. We already know that they're doing this with defund the police. I mean, they th- this is what they do. They wait long enough so that the story is buried, and then they come back, and then they, they say, that wasn't us, that was the right. Look what they're doing with defund the police right now. They want you to actually believe... They want you to actually believe that Republicans are the ones that have been saying defund the police. Dummy Democrats, it only happened two months ago, three months ago, four months ago, and, and, and months before that. It's, it's not like we forgot it already. But, this, but, the, but what they did is they attacked a situation that was too new. They attacked a, a situation too soon, and it showed you that this is just what they do. Well, here's another example of what they do. Now, they're calling the southern border a crisis. And even Dick Durbin from Illinois is saying under no circumstance should people be coming across the border threatening Americans with COVID. This is what they're saying now. This is how unbelievable these guys are. Again, hijacking every situation they can, turning it around and making it look like it's a Republican problem. When really, it was never a Republican problem. It was always a Democrat problem. But as long as they can continue to brainwash people, well, I guess, you know, that's their plan. Here we go. Check this out. And, and Senator, it seems it demands America's immediate attention as well. There is a humanitarian crisis on the border. There's a growing health care crisis on the border. First time that, there first of all, that's the first time I've heard um, anybody on MSNBC or CNN say that there's a crisis at the border. Just admitted it. Just admitted it, Joe Scarborough. Thank you. People uh, that are showing up that have COVID, it's spreading like wildfire there. 50,000 uh, migrants allowed into the United States. Uh, with a court date, but uh, no no belief by many that they're going to get that court date. Uh, the question is, how do we stem the flow of uh, these Ill- illegal immigrants uh, into the United States in a way that not only protects our border, uh, but also uh, alleviates this humanitarian crisis for the next wave coming to the border and alleviates a health care crisis that is disproportionately impacting those people at the border? Well, first, Joe, there is no excuse uh, for allowing people to come to to this country that pose any danger to those of us who live here. Uh, hello? Hello? First of all, I called it a southern border crisis. Thank you very much. Then he called them illegal immigrants. Hmm, thought they were undocumented workers. Huh, funny how you're switching your tune. You know why they're switching their tune? You know why Dick Durbin said under no circumstance should anybody come into this country that could threaten Americans? You want to know why they're switching their tune? Because they lost. They lost the border. They lost the border and they know all the information that's getting ready to come out, so they have to save face. This is what they're doing. We didn't say defund the police. The Republicans did. Make sure you have that ammo when you argue with a liberal or have even a common sense discussion with a liberal if that's possible. Make sure you know. Make sure you have it in your, in your uh, quiver of arrows. The next time they quote Morning Joe or Joe Scarborough about, about you know, spreading the news or, or Mika uh, being you know, so passionate and spreading the real news, okay, we'll go right back to that video and go, what about this? He said there's a southern border crisis. I thought you said there wasn't a southern border crisis. He said that they're called illegal immigrants. I thought you called they were, said they were called undocumented workers. Dick Durbin said under no circumstance should these people be coming over and threatening the lives of Americans. Uh, the border being open says otherwise. You have to have these things. And while it might be like talking to a wall, 
at least you have them. At least you have the ammo. You cannot fight a war in an information war like we're in without ammo. And this is just ammo that you have. This is the ammo that I can give you on this show. All right, moving on to Andrew Cuomo for a minute. Let's talk about him. Uh, reported by my good friends here at Real America's Voice News, and shout out to Real America's Voice News for being there covering the symposium. Um, if you want to watch the symposium on another screen, or if you want to watch a, uh, you know, a good group of people covering it, then just go to americasvoice.news. Again, that's americasvoice.news, and it's right on the front page, right there. You can watch it or download the app. Okay, so check this out. Oh, and by the way, Fox News, you should be ashamed of yourself. Why? Because guess who has three reporters there? You are fake news. CNN. CNN. <laughs> CNN actually has, actually has reporters at Mike Lindell's Cyber Symposium and Fox News doesn't. Think about that. CNN has reporters there and Fox News doesn't. Continue you want to go back and watch Fox News all day? I wouldn't. I'd keep it on Real America's Voice News or whatever you'd like, OAN, Newsmax, whatever it is, and I'd only go watch Fox when it's time for Tucker uh, and Hannity, okay? And I wouldn't, and, and that's about it. There's a couple others there that are okay, but you know what I'm saying. All right, apparently, America's Voice News reported this morning, and they're the only ones that I've seen report on this so far, so big shout-out to them and uh, all the field reporters there. Uh, he's working to cut a deal with the state legislature leaders to not impeach him. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Everybody wants to know, how come we're not seeing Andrew Cuomo? Why has Andrew Cuomo seemed to be in hiding ever since all this came out with the AG's report? Well, I can tell you why. Out of sight, out of mind. If he stays out of the public, works behind the scenes, and guess what? Just conveniently, conveniently, Chris Cuomo, Brother Fredo, his dummy brother who works for fake news CNN, just happens to be on vacation this week. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird that he's gone on vacation the same time that the symposium is going on and at the same time that his brother is hiding out? And then you start to think about, well, wait a minute, Chris Cuomo actually aided and abetted his brother Andrew Cuomo in giving him the talking points that news organizations would accept when it came to his defense about sexual harassment. Chris Cuomo wrote his statement when he first when, when they first came out months ago about the sexual harassment. Chris Cuomo wrote that statement. Chris Cuomo also wrote the statement for him about how he handled the nursing home deaths, which he got a $5 million book deal to write about. Convenient that Chris Cuomo is on vacation this week and he's not at, at his desk at CNN. But the, but the fact that Andrew Cuomo is working with the state legislators to cut a deal, to not impeach him, um, what kind of deal could you possibly be cutting with your own party who runs the state? And what kind of people would allow a deal to be cut to not impeach him, knowing with facts, video proof, testimony, text messages, and every other thing in the world that they have that he sexually harassed many, many people, including state troopers, why would anybody say, okay, well, let's cut a deal? We know you did that. That's fine. It's okay. Wait a minute. You just said it was horrendous. You got all these Democrats, including Biden on there. Biden's got his own pedophilia problems. Oh, you should always believe women. Really? We should believe women the one, like the ones that said that you sexually harassed them? Biden? Not even counting the little girl who just came out last week. But women? We should believe all women, right? Oh, he should go. He should go. He should go. Everybody says he should go. All the state legislators came out. Oh, he should go. He should go. He should go. But now you're working behind the scenes to cut a deal with him? 
or at least that's what he's trying to attempt in order so that you don't impeach him? The question here is, folks, is why is the Democrats fighting so hard to get Andrew Cuomo out? Now, you could say it's because he did not comply when they asked him to leave before, but if he's such a savior to the Democrats, and apparently he's such a sex symbol to all Democrat women across the world, and we're going to get to that in a minute, apparently he's just so amazing, right? He's the best governor, guy who was hailed as, 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 as King Cuomo up until the story came out. But who put the story out? His own Democrats. So what is it that the Democrats, why is it that they want Cuomo out so bad? Now, I'm going to show you a video here. I'm going to show you a video of just one instance of how these Democrats want him out so bad. This is Mayor de Blasio. Now, remember, these two were homies, right? These two were friends forever. This is Mayor de Blasio literally saying some pretty harsh words about Cuomo calling him names, telling him he needs to get the heck out of the way, all of this stuff. And I've got to thinking about it after I saw this video, and I said, hmm, what do they want him out of the way so bad for? Power? Hmm, that's weird. They already have power by him being in there and him being a Democrat. So what is it? Check this video out from Bill de Blasio, who's another winner. Check this out. Him, it's not going to work. He's out of options. So this is just a matter of time before he's gone. If he was not such a narcissist and he actually could think about other human beings, he would say, hey, you know what? I'm doing a lot of damage at this point. It's time to go. Uh, he, think about those 11 women and what he put them through just out of respect for how he wronged them and trying to atone for his sins. He should step aside right now. But also think about almost 20 million New Yorkers who are suffering. Just get the hell out of the way. I mean, in the end, maybe he could close off his career with one act of dignity and decency and just step aside. But don't bet on it. <laughs> Those are some harsh words. Calling him a narcissist, saying he should get out of his failed career with just one act of decency. Get the hell out of the way. You're hurting people. You're what changed? What changed? So what we need to do as investigative, independent journalists, whatever, people who have shows, you folks, we need to dig deep and find out what is the actual core reason, the primary reason that the Democrats want Governor Cuomo out of the way so bad. And don't think, ladies and gentlemen, that if he continues to defy them, don't think that they're not going to get him for the nursing home deaths. Because if they have to throw themselves and their agenda and their strategy of COVID under the bus just to get rid of somebody that they apparently hate so bad, then there's a reason. Now, a lot of people say de Blasio wants to be governor. He doesn't have a snowball's chance in H-E double hockey sticks to become governor. No way. He won't even, he, he, he's, the guy is so out of touch with the American people, there's no way that the city of New York would even vote him in again to be a mayor. No way that that would even happen, let alone governor, because the rest of the state can't stand him. The rest of the state hates Governor Cuomo. All right? Now I want to play you another video that will probably make you throw up in your mouth a little bit, and this is massive amounts of celebrities crushing over Andrew Cuomo before all of this happened. And I had never seen this video montage before, and the minute that I did, I literally wanted to do the same thing I just told you you would do, throw up in my mouth a little bit. 
So I wonder where all these celebrities are now. I wonder where all these A-list, sophisticated, vaccinated, sophisticated people are now that Andrew Cuomo's got this much heat on him. I don't hear them uh, crushing over him now. <laughs> Check this out. You're going to love this. Celebrity crush right now? You are... <laughs> Governor Cuomo. <laughs> That's Jada Pinkett Smith. Do you think that you are an attractive person now because you are single and ready to mingle? Do you really think you are some desirable single person? You are uh, well-liked among the ladies uh, people knowing that you're single and think you're good looking. And like the author of this op-ed entitled, Help, I think I'm in love with Andrew Cuomo. I called your brother Chris. Uh, he also said that, uh, you know, now that you're the love gov, uh, you've kind of transcended politics and now you're just part of really more, you know, you're more of like a national sex symbol. I heard, though, that you had a crush on our boyfriend, Andrew Cuomo. Dude, I, 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 everyone does, right? I think he's fantastic. It's okay. These feelings are perfectly natural. Many Americans experience moments of being at least Andrew curious, if not fully, homosexual. Trevor, you call yourself a homosexual, and I, I, I agree with you. I feel like I'm a homosexual too. Some people are calling themselves homosexuals, and there's a group of women who came out and they said, "We, we're falling in love with Cuomo." Getting ready for my boyfriend to come on TV. Ooh, we wake up together every single morning. Me and Andrew Cuomo. Ooh, there he is. Could Andrew Cuomo be any hotter? <laughs> That's what I'm doing in quarantine. It's just me and Andrew Cuomo, just him telling me what to do. And I like it. Oh, and I said, well, yeah, everyone everyone should be a Cuomo sexual in that way. <laughs> there you go, folks. That hey, is a bunch of celebrities crushing over Andrew Cuomo. Where are they now? Where are they now? Talk about cringe. But let's move from one failed governor to one good governor. Let's go to Ron DeSantis for a minute. Because, boy, do I got a story for you. Ron DeSantis uh, continuing to fight for the people, continuing to fight for the people of Florida, continuing to give people their freedoms, and continuing to remind left-wing liberals that there are consequences for your un-American, unpatriotic, liberal actions. What do I mean by that? Well, Ron DeSantis, Florida's great governor and probably the most star-studded governor in the country right now, has threatened to withhold the salaries of all superintendents, all school board members, uh, who defy his mask mandate. You want to keep fighting this guy? Let's keep fighting, okay? Ron DeSantis said he will withhold the salaries of superintendents and school board members in a statement to CBS Miami with respect to enforcing any financial consequences for noncompliance of state law regarding these rules and ultimately the rights of parents to make decisions about their children's education and health care decisions, it would be the goal of the State Board of Education to narrowly tailor any financial consequences to the offense committed. For example, the State Board of Education could move to withhold the salary of the district superintendent or school board members as a narrowly tailored means to address the decision makers who led to the violation of law. Okay? A couple weeks ago, Ron DeSantis signed an executive order banning mandates for students. And he said, in Florida, there will be no lockdowns, there will be no school closures, there will be no more restrictions, and no mandates in the state of Florida, as he got massive cheers. DeSantis also announced an executive order protecting the rights of parents to choose whether or not their kids had to wear a mask at school. 
And Governor DeSantis said this, I want to see my kids smiling. I want to see the kids having fun. Hey, governors around the country, take notice. What did I say earlier about how we fight this? I said boycott into bankruptcy, right? Hit them where it hurts, where their money is. It doesn't just mean boycotting a company. No, 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 no. That means getting your state legislature or your governor himself or herself to take bold action like this and do what? Take the money out of the pockets of the people who are un-American, who are continuing to try to destroy this country, to take us backwards to the hope and change that Barack Hussein Obama promised his liberal New World Order agenda weirdos all the way back to 2008. That is how we fight these guys. Big shout out to Governor Ron DeSantis. Now, another governor who's doing a great job, who I have problems with, but as a whole, he's doing a great job for his state, Texas. We've been talking a lot about Texas and Florida lately, right? Well, here's something that's going on in Texas. A state Democrat district judge in Austin, Texas, a Democrat appointee by the name of Judge Brad Urudia, signed an order on Sunday night temporarily blocking the arrest of the take-my-ball-and-go-home AWOL Democrat lawmakers who fled from their duties in Texas. That's right. The judge is coddling them. The judge was appointed by a Democrat. The judge is a Democrat. And much like most corrupt judges in this country, they are not working at all for the people or the law, or the Constitution. Nope, they're working for their own partisan reasons. And a state judge in Austin has blocked the arrest of these AWOL Democrats. Now, of course, Attorney General Ken Paxton and Governor Greg Abbott are going to fight this, but we need to make sure that we rid the country of not only rhinos and people who want to destroy this country, but also with these these state and federal judges who continue to block? Who continue to try to block the stuff that we're doing to move this country forward? Okay. <clears throat> and now I want to show you a video. We're going to run over today, folks, because we got a lot to go through. I want to show you a video of exactly how pompous these guys really are. Okay. This is a video um, from Fox News where they had on one of these Democrats, and watch how pompous and arrogant he is about leaving his duty. For some kind of, I don't know, it's just absolutely mind-blowing. Check this out. Not pass Texas law. What this bill is going to do is not only reduce voting hours, it's also going to empower these partisan poll watchers who are going to look over voters' shoulders and prevent them from exercising their God-given rights. Partisan poll watchers, you mean the ones that weren't allowed in certain states at certain times in certain places, whether you agree with that or not? So Texas says maybe we should have partisan poll watchers on either side, Republicans and Democrats, right? It wouldn't just just be Republicans. Do you remember remember a second ago when I talked about the big lie? This is exactly what I'm talking about. And the reason that so many folks believe in this country is because folks like you get on television, James. Every night and said, and you don't want voter ID. We're not talking about that. You just, you just went right. on national television and said, you Listen, don't want voter he, ID, revealing he, exactly what Democrats... And it's so condescending to say that people can't get identification. Have you, you, you found Listen, someone you, in your district that can't get identification? You have made a lot of money personally, and you've enriched a lot of corporations with advertising by getting on here and spewing lies and conspiracy theories to folks who trust you. And so what I'm asking you to do is to tell your voters right now that Donald Trump... At least you've resolved the lie that is. At least you've resolved the lie that is. Democrats are now for voter ID. It's not your show, sir. But at least, at least you resolved the idea that Democrats are not for voter ID in 2020. 
real quick. Can you answer um, the question? Did Donald Trump I lose think the election I'm in 2020? Questions. I'm not. Don't is really this feel a, any is obligation this an to answer anything. An uncomfortable question for you? No, it's the, 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 the my question is: Why are you in Washington D.C. and not in Texas when your job is in Texas? Because you know it's inevitable that this bill is going to pass. Eventually, you're going to have to pay your hotel bill and go back to Texas, and Governor Abbott will declare a special session. So you're being used by national Democrats to try to pass HR one to federalize elections, which you, as a Harvard grad, should know better because the Constitution puts that in the hands of state legislators who are supposed to be in their state, and you happen to be in Washington, D.C. I, so I don't understand how earlier, you square that circle. I, I can answer. So based on the, the, the oath that I took for this office, mm -hmm. I have to uphold the Constitution. The I have to uphold our flee. democratic system. And I, as a Texas Democrat, I'll tell you this, we lose a lot on the floor of the Texas House. Uh, we lose votes on abortion and guns and, and immigration. Are you going to flee that's, the state? Why is this number one? Is this the biggest? democracy is supposed to work. All right. The reason we're this not, is different, we're going back. The reason this is different is that they're trying to rig the rules of the game. Oh, we can rig debate the issues. rules of the game. We can I debate see. issues, Asking but we cannot. to prove who they are. Real quick, I'm going to end with this. Democracy itself. Your, your party's been obsessed with COVID standards, yet, yet the CDC and the White House says we need to wear one on a plane. Why didn't you guys? So all of us are fully vaccinated. I got on the okay. plane without a mask. Per CDC if you're fully vaccinated, can I get on a plane then? Got all it. we're trying okay, to do is follow hey, as long as I know that you support that if you're fully vaccinated, you get on a plane. That we seems like a good official position. Constituents. Unlike yep, our state senator who fled our state. Serve not serve James Tallarico, enjoy your time in Washington, D.C. Look forward to seeing you back in Texas, maybe in weeks, maybe. Yeah, 12-year-old arguing. Number one, though, if I was that Fox News uh, host there, who's who's a great, he, he does a great job, I love that guy, he's great, but if I was him, when I was asked, did Donald Trump lose the election, I would have unequivocally, and not even afraid to lose my job, would have said, no, he did not, and this is why, and then I would have muted him, and I would have made him listen to every little piece of evidence and proof that I knew in my head how Donald Trump won the election. I would have done that. I would have muted him, and I would have sat there with a smile on my face and went through the circumventing the state legislators. I would have talked about the machines that were actively hooked up, and we know they were because Javon Hutton Pulitzer actually you know, hacked into a machine right when he did. I would have talked about the days and days of mail-in ballots coming in. I would have talked about ballot harvesting. I would have talked about the, the laws that were broken in Wisconsin about mail-in ballots. I would have done all that. But again, ladies and gentlemen, again, these people on these major corporations are too afraid to say anything. And it makes me sick to my stomach. As much as I like that guy, he's afraid to lose his job and say what he feels. I'm not, I'm not about that. We're going to go to Mike Lindell's symposium real quick. It looks like, uh, oh, it looks like the symposium is, is now, they're, they're talking to Governor Cuomo. We're going to go right to Governor Cuomo to listen to his pre, uh, press conference because that just jumped in on Real America's Voice, and I want to see what he's actually saying because we were just talking about how he was uh, in hiding. So let's go back to this right now, shall we? Policy debate. There is an intelligent discussion to be had on gender-based actions, on generational and cultural behavioral differences, on setting higher standards, and finding reasonable resolutions. But the political environment is too hot, and it is too reactionary for that now. And it is unfortunate. Now, this is live, folks. You know me. Live press conference. I am a New Yorker, born and bred. I am a fighter. 
And my instinct is to fight through this controversy because I truly believe it is politically motivated. I believe it is unfair. How is it politically it motivated by your own party? And I believe it, it demonizes behavior that is unsustainable for society. If I could communicate the facts through the frenzy, New Yorkers would understand. I believe that. But when I took my oath as governor, then it changed. I became a fighter, but I became a fighter for you. Let's see if he resigns. And it is your best interest that I must serve. This situation, by its current trajectory, will generate months of political and legal controversy. That is what is going to happen. That is how the political wind is blowing. It will consume government. He may be stepping it down, will cost folks. Taxpayers millions of dollars. It will brutalize people. The state assembly yesterday outlined weeks of process that will then lead to months of litigation. Time and money that government should spend managing COVID, guarding against the Delta variant, reopening upstate, fighting gun violence, and saving New York City. I think he's going to flip the script here would be and say, I'm going to leave for you. This is one of the most challenging times for government in a generation. Government really needs to function today. Government needs to perform. It is a matter of life and death, government operations. Here it comes, folks. And wasting energy on distractions is the last thing that state government should be doing. And I cannot be the cause of that. New York tough means New York loving. And I love New York. And I love you. And everything I have ever done has been motivated by that love. And I would never want to be unhelpful in any way. And I think that given the circumstances, the best way I can help now is if I step aside Boom. and let government get back to governing. And therefore, that's what I'll do. Justice, ladies and gentlemen. Because I work for you. He's done. And doing the right thing is doing the right thing for you. Because as we say, it's not about me. It's about we. Wow. Kathy Hochul, my lieutenant governor, is smart and competent. This transition must be seamless. We have a lot going on. I'm very worried about the Delta variant. And so should you be. <laughs> no, you're not. But she can come up to speed quickly. And my resignation will be effective in 14 days. You're fired. To my team, Melissa DeRosa, Robert Mejica, Beth Garvey, Stephanie Benton, Dana Caratanudo, Kelly Cummings, Rich has a party, Howard Zucker, Rick Cotton, General Lieber, Jack Davies, and the hundreds of dedicated administration officials. Okay, we don't need to watch that no more, but what we can do is say, Celebration time, come on! You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Celebration time, come on! You're fired. 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 You
fired. You're fired. See, folks, now, now I'm not celebrating the fact of what he did. And I know this is a massive distraction from Mike's Mike Lindell's symposium, which we're going to go back to. But I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen as soon as they cut away and broke to him. Why? Distraction, number one. But number two, the guy has no other choice. And we still need to keep the foot on the gas. But this, folks, this is the beginning. I told you that today was the beginning of the end. I told you that God promised that we would start seeing justice in our time, not in later times, not in our children's time. We're going to see justice now. So, ladies and gentlemen, yes, we still need to keep the foot on the gas with the murder that he did in the, in the state as well. We need to keep that in the top of the stories. But, ladies and gentlemen, what you just saw breaking right here on Live from America at the same time it was breaking on Fox, thanks to Real America's Voice News, that, ladies and gentlemen, that is justice. And there's much more to come. There is so much more to come. Ah, I'm so excited right now. I'm so excited to see some justice. Let's go to uh, let's go to um, the coverage of Mike Lindell's symposium real quick and see what they're talking about there as we rejoice in the fact that justice is starting to be served and Governor Andrew murdering sexual assault Cuomo has resigned. Wonder how all those celebrities feel now. <laughs> Here we go, folks. I prayed on January 4th that we, that we would lose both of them. Not me being a Republican. I said, I hope they take them both. And it was going, Mike, why would you do that? I'll tell you why. If I was their marketer, I would have said, they won't shut up about the election. All right, well, that's freezing. So we're going we're gonna to move on from that because i got a couple more stories to go through. But, hey, thank you to Real America's Voice News. Thank you to RSBN. My two favorite news organizations right now. Real America's Voice News is actually the biggest, the fastest growing news company in the country. So big shout out to them, and I'm so happy to be a part of them. But man, what did I tell you? First, the bad governors. Next, Newsom. After that, state legislatures imposing or, or, or putting in new election laws. No more will you be able to steal these swing states. What happens after that? Mike, or at the same time as all that, Mike Lindell's information coming out. And people doing something with it. Ladies and gentlemen, the day of judgment for these folks is upon us. And we're here to watch it. And we are here to watch it. Mm. Now let's move to, uh, let's move to another uh, piece of work right now. Let's move to Nancy Pelosi, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Stretch Face Armstrong. Been a little bit since we've talked about her. Now Stretch Face Armstrong was among the first 700 people that were invited to Barack Hussein Obama's super spreader birthday bash. Okay, when Barack Hussein Obama said that he was scaling back from 700 to 400, as if that's going to make a difference, Nancy Stretchface Armstrong was actually <laughs> was actually disinvited. She was disinvited to Barack Hussein Obama's super spreader birthday bash. Wow, that's got to hurt, huh? That's got to cut deep into your fake face, <laughs> into your fe fe face, fake face features, doesn't it? Well, the weird part about it was, was Nancy Pelosi decided she was going to be a stalker. What do I mean by that? Nancy Pelosi still went to Martha's Vineyard, even though she was disinvited from the birthday bash. She still went to Martha's Vineyard. Now, what would Nancy Pelosi still have to go to Martha's Vineyard for if she was disinvited from Barack Hussein Obama's super spreader birthday bash? Well, <laughs> she was asked 
Why are you here? <laughs> Woo, let's read it real quick. Obama originally planned to have 700 people at his 60th super spreader birthday bash, including guests and staff. Pelosi didn't make the cut after Obama scaled back his party to 400 people. Okay? A Connecticut couple, photo below, ran into Pelosi and asked her how Obama's party was. <laughs> I didn't go, she said. I had other parties to go to. Well, first of all, before we talk about this any further, why do you have other parties to go to? If we're worried about super spreading, and we know that the vaccinated can spread as much as the unvaccinated, and you're worried about the Delta variant and the Delta Plus variant, why are you even attending parties? Anyways, I mean, the Barack Hussein Obama super spreader birthday bash was one of them. But now you had other parties to go to, which means there was other super spreader events lined up. Really odd, don't you think? Okay. Um, Pelosi, the stalker, still traveled to Martha's Vineyard over the weekend and bumped into Obama. Awkward. Okay. While she was having lunch with Oprah Winfrey at the very elite Vineyard Haven Country Club. So on Saturday, exclusively revealed the House Speaker had been cut from the list but traveled to the island regardless to attend a dinner in her honor to be held on Sunday. According to one well-informed source, Saturday afternoon brought a tense meeting as Pelosi dined with Oprah Winfrey. Now, what could Oprah and Pelosi have been talking about? Why were they together? What party were they attending? Odd. But funny that Nancy Pelosi was disinvited and went anyway. Lying. Lying. Whew, ladies and gentlemen, we had a lot to cover today. And there's even more to cover, but I'm going to let you go because I want to go watch Mike Lindell Symposium. I know you do too. Please share the video if you haven't. Catch up on the video later. I know a lot of people are. I love you guys. Remember, keep fighting for Mike Lindell. Keep fighting for yourselves. Fight for your freedoms no matter what. We have to sacrifice, then we sacrifice. It is what it is. We're Americans. We know how to fight, and we're going to continue to fight. So having said that, folks, remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you shall ever prosper. And be happy in the fact that the first piece of justice today, regardless of if it is a distraction or not, happened. And we can say bye-bye to murdering rapist Andrew Cuomo. And I'll say bye-bye to you.